Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 94. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. And don't forget your other co-host. I know. <laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> Says, hey, hey, Brian. And our other co-host, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. I'm, I'm the other co-host, Dwayne. Hi, Brian. Hi, Carl. Glad to be yeah. with you again. Glad to have you. It feels like it's been forever, even though it's just been a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm going to go first this time. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, vintage figures in a, in a lot the other day, and uh, I ended up keeping one for my collection so far. It was a indoor Han, and it has a different trench coat than mine, so I decided nice. to keep it. It's one of those variants yeah, was this so, a local pickup or just something through the mail? It was a like local a pickup. Uh, yeah. Somebody that my wife works with. Yeah. So I, I got uh, a bunch of figures and then also got the Micro Collection uh, Death Star. And uh, I haven't looked up to see if it's complete yet, but it's got three Stormtroopers, Han, Luke, Leia, Vader, Kenobi. So I, I'm going to assume it's complete or at least close to it. And everything seems to work. And I didn't have one before, so... That's good. Yeah, never was really into you know looking into collecting it, but hey, if I can get it, why not? Is it? It's a loose. Yeah, it's set? loose. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, gosh, probably twenty or twenty-five figures total, loose, and uh, most of them don't have you know their weapons or accessories. Yeah. So it's pretty much you know just naked. <laughs> yeah. And was this the same lot that had the Battlestar figure in it? Yes, uh, this also had a Battlestar Galactica figure in it. Was that uh, the only non-Star Wars in the lot? No, there was oh. actually some... Uh, there was a, a Batman and a Robin and the Batmobile from the uh, Pocket Collection or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Migo did those, Yes, Migo did yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it came with a couple other things. Other, it was like a, a Leia and a Darth Maul, like this, like statue type thing. It's like uh, maybe six inches tall, but it has a big round base. I'm not sure where those came from. It had some pieces and parts to uh, a speeder bike. Um, there's some other weapons in here. I don't know what they go to, so I'm not real sure. And uh, I got a. A fat Albert lunchbox. <laughs> That's what they came in. Nice. Hey, 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 hey. There you go. Also, I got the Black Series Macquarie Vader and Obi Wan two pack that uh, I I think is an exclusive to Hasbro Pulse, but I or is it Disney Disney Shop maybe? Yeah, it was Disney. I want to say Disney. Yeah, I, think I got it at Disney. Sell on it. Yeah, I got the first one. And then when I got it, it had been sliced open by a box cutter at the top. So I had them send me another one, and I sent that one back. Because uh, some of those I like to keep in the box for stuff like that, because they're both in the same box. Also got Insider number 215. And then the, I'm not sure if I'd already mentioned this at one point or not. I don't remember. The Black Series Droids Boba Fett mm-hmm. in that box with the you know, the flap. Yeah, that has the animation artwork on yeah. the front of it. Yeah, that's the the Black Series one. And that's that's all I got. Uh, Carl, what'd you get? Um, I, I, I thought just one thing, but it just hit me the other thing I got. But anyway, I picked up the Vintage Collection, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the one from the Kenobi series, because mm-hmm. it, it was only six forty nine on on Black Friday at Amazon, so I grabbed an extra one to open up. Because yeah, I figured you can't, for less than $10, you can't beat a Vintage Collection figure. And the other thing I got was the retro two-pack with them. I went back and forth on it forever, and I finally picked up the one with Boba Fett and Bosk in it. I didn't get that one. I just I don't know. I just figured since it was Boba Fett, even if I decide I don't want it years years from now, it will be good trade bait. So that's why I grabbed it. So that's all I got. Trade bait. Yeah, trade bait. If I decide <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> There's always well, lunchbox. Dwayne, what'd you uh, get? <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, sort of like, I'm like Carl. I got, uh, just a, a couple of things. Uh, so there were, there were several things promised for the month of November from pre-orders, but, uh, 
the only thing so far, and this is actually, I'm counting it as, as I got it, but it's arriving tomorrow, is the Vintage Collection Hoth Rebel Soldier 4-pack, uh, which is the Army Builder set um, of the, uh, yeah, the Hoth Rebel Soldiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All four almost exact, exactly alike, except one of them has a little bit extra uh, deck deco or or i think one of them may have a different head sculpt i have i need to go back and look at the pictures i'll know tomorrow when i get it uh and then i also received uh uh the vintage collection retro uh ig88 and dengar two pack uh and i have a little storage share on this one uh those of course uh two figures carded figures uh come in a special box uh, that's sort of supposed to be kind of a throwback homage to the, the multi-packs of, of the Kenner line. Um, so one would think, hey, you know, I'm getting these, uh, they're in this special box, and, and they're also in a shipper box, so therefore they should be fairly well protected. But uh, I've decided my new policy is if it's, a, if it's a box that, you know, you can't actually see the figure like a like a blister you know card or whatever or a window box i'm going to open it and double check it just to see oh wow just to see what's inside and how what kind of condition it's in so i opened this one up slid the two figures out and i'll be daggone if the dingar card back wasn't creased all the way from the top to the bottom right down the middle like somebody oh, just folded it in half. and i'm thinking surely they don't hand pack these things so it had to have been like whatever machine they used to slide them into the box damaged this figure or somewhere along the production line the figure got damaged so i put that sucker back in the box and sent it back and got me one that was in mint condition because <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean if you're you know if you're like me and you want to have as, as nice of figures as you can you know uh and eventually if, if you get a chance to display them or whatever or, or like Carl says, trade bait or resell or whatever. You you don't want to be surprised to open something up and discover that it's was damaged, you know, all that time and and uh, not have any option. Which I did the same thing I mentioned last month that uh, I'm going to do a PSA here. <laughs> last month we received the uh, Disney Walt Disney uh, Parks uh, Droid Factory Advent calendar box set, which is uh, build a droid uh it was you know 25 compartments in a in what looks like a java sand crawler and you're supposed to open one per day and you'll get a dome or a leg or a, or a uh, torso of a astromech droid well i decided to again open mine up go ahead and open mine up early i don't i don't <laughs> do the advent thing and i didn't want to damage the box so i just cut the end of it open slid the tray out on the inside they were all blind bagged uh so I went ahead and cut the bags open and started putting the joists together. And I'll be daggone, I was going through and I was opening them, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and I couldn't find number seven. And I was like, well, where's number seven? And because the bags were numbered, well, I'll just go on, do number eight, nine, ten. Got all the way up to like 22 or 23, and I had two of them. <laughs> so, again, the factory that packed these advent calendar trays gave me two number 23s and no number seven part somebody and, out there's uh, got two number sevens <laughs> yep, yeah exactly <laughs> if you're listening to this <clears throat> podcast <laughs> and you have two number sevens which is a astromech leg um you know reach out to me but yeah you know, my suggestion is that those of you who are expecting to be able to open these up and assemble all your droids, you may want to just go ahead and double check. Not that it's going to do any good because we found out that they're all sold out and there's no option to get any kind of replacement part or even get an exchange for the whole thing. So uh, there's my PSA for the day. <laughs> but those are the only two things I got this month was the Hoth Rebel Soldier Pack and the uh, Retro 2-Pack. Uh, okay, so... As far as meeting news, um, the Ashland area will be having their Christmas party at the Flatwoods Public Library on the 10th of next month, or this month, depending on when you listen to this, it'll probably be next, this month, December 10th, <laughs> at noon, starting at noon. I know at that uh, Lexington's party is on the 17th, but I don't remember what time it starts, do you? 
it's normally at one o'clock for theirs, and it's at one of the uh, Mr. Getty's. Getty, yeah. Mr. Getty's Getty Land there in yeah. Lexington. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be going on. Uh, this is for, this, these are both for the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club. Oh, there's there's the five thirty. Oh, they're doing the evening get together yeah. then. Okay. Well, I was wow. I was thinking about going, but not when it's that late. <laughs> so if you're interested in getting more information, just uh, look us up on Facebook, Kentucky KSWCC or Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club. And I think the the Lexington, if you if you're in the Louisville area, the Lexington one is for both Lexington and Louisville. Um, so that would be your one opportunity to get together with uh, fellow collectors from those two areas. Okay, on to uh, news news, uh, Star Wars in general uh, news. Uh, is there anything that of interest that... Uh, well, today, has... there was some announcements. The Black Series 40th Anniversary Return of the Jedi, they added Poplu, Bib Fortuna, Chewbacca, Stormtrooper, and the Emperor to their 40th Anniversary Return of the Jedi Black Series cardback ones. Mm-hmm. You are correct. I think I've seen some news where the is it the Chewbacca has already been received. It was the one you could order it already. I think wasn't it? Uh, that I don't know. That had been was available from like earlier in the month. Although it looks looks to me, didn't they have a Chewbacca on the card back for one of the other? All, uh, all of them, I think. <laughs> has there been, been one for all three? All I know there's one on Star so Wars, but I think on an Empire as well. Yeah. So I don't know if this one will be a deco change or whether it's just another repack Chewbacca. And then, of course, the Stormtrooper is more than likely a, a repack. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, it's it's really cool to have figures, you know, if you're if you're a Black Series collector and want to have these uh, anniversary card backs, uh, then this is for you. But if you're just one I got figures, all the a New Hope ones, but I didn't get any of the empire or jedi because mm. most of them are just repacks of the same figures right and this is something you really would want to display and again the space and the yeah the uh you know opportunity to display them uh is it's somewhere in between displaying the vintage collection card backs and the uh, general giant 12 inch card back figures mm-hmm <laughs> Either you got plenty of room or you don't have any room at all. Yeah. Something else that uh, was announced as a exclusive to Amazon was the Black Series Carbonized Collection Royal Guard and TIE Fighter Pilot at uh -huh. $69.99. Mm. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> $69.99. Are you out of your mind? That's exactly what I said. Right. So we're we're recording this episode just on Tuesday, the day after Cyber Monday, and of course Black Friday weekend. And um, not very many really great deals out there the mm -hmm. past four days for anything Star Wars specific. Uh, you know, there were some stores, uh, retailers that maybe were selling I don't know Star Wars sheets or Star Wars stuffed you know stuffed. Grogu's or whatever for cheaper prices, but it seemed like it was more of we're trying to get rid of what we've had for a year as opposed to, hey, this is brand new, you know, and we're offering it at a great price for a few days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one thing I'm kind of disappointed in, too, is that where I guess you all saw where Star Wars Shop had the Life Day stuff. Why didn't they give us a Life Day Chewbacca action figure? Mm. That was their... I mean, they got shirts, blankets, a stuffed mm -hmm. Wookiee. It's like, where's the little Chewbacca in his little robe? Right. <laughs> right. So I was kind of disappointed in that holiday thing. Yeah. And, uh, Dwayne, did you get that uh, vintage collection Boba Fett that was at Target exclusive? Uh, yeah, I got it ordered. The oh, one did that's you? the Kenner paint scheme. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's the same yeah. one they had on the droids card. Yes, it is. Yeah, it? I'm like, really? Uh, I think this will probably be the third or fourth <laughs> yeah. time that specific figure mold has been released. But Man, it's you know, twenty-one dollars. I'm, I'm a sucker for you know anything that's a little bit different. I, I want one of each. I'm, so yeah. Uh, does it have a number on the card back? Uh, that I'm not sure about. I'm betting it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> will 
which will just really those everybody that wants you know every numbered figure from the vintage collection that uh see the droids one though it came with a coin at least and so Mm. you know but heck it's not even nearly as much as this one yeah yeah why do they keep though suddenly they seem like they want to jack up the prices on the boba fett's like the deluxe one they did that wasn't very deluxe at all because they can (laughs) i guess so but man i'm just about done with it looking at yeah after after the first of the year i think we're looking at between probably 18 to 22 dollars for just base figures i think is what we're we're staring in the face uh, because they've already been getting away with charging us 21 or 22 for what they're considering the deluxe figures, which is basically just a figure with a couple of things like a couple of Stormtrooper helmets were packed in with the uh, the Boba Fett uh, from the the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And they called it, you know, it was like that. Maybe I think he had an extra rifle and a couple of Stormtrooper helmets where he cut their heads off or something. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, so that one was 22 and change. Uh, and they had it on Black Friday for $15, so I wish I'd have waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were, Yeah, that was the thing. The Black Friday sales were, like I said, it was more like, uh, uh-oh, we, we need to clear some stock out, so let's discount it a little bit. But most of those things, almost everybody already had them ordered. Yep, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some... Uh, some Black Series figures that uh, I'm not sure if we had mentioned before or not, but I'll go ahead and talk about these few here. The Black Series Scar Trooper with the mic, uh, Mara Jade, Dr. Afra, Bastilla Sean, and Darth Malak. Now, I did yeah. order the, the Darth Malak. But not Bastilla Sean? No. No, or Mara Jade. I didn't order any of those. Or Dr. Afra. I'm going to pass on all of those. I just like the Darth Malak. And then they got the Vintage Collection Paz Vizsla. A speeder bike trooper and then re-releases of woof solid marie or yak face nikto and kithaba but man them re-releases are expensive they're like 16 to 18 dollars a piece so i was like i'm passing <laughs> and that's about all i've all i've got yeah um one one other thing uh, that I've had seen that had just been released in the last couple of weeks was the annual uh, Lego Advent calendar set. Oh yeah, uh, Brian, I think you mentioned that you'd got yours in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't got it yet. I've, I've ordered it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a new release. It's maybe someone else in the club. I know. I think Jason Willis. Uh, shout out, Jason. I actually uh, ordered extras if anybody it. wants one. <laughs> <laughs> According to Walmart.com, my um, Chewbacca Halloween is shipped, so it's shipped out a little bit early. I should have it soon. Mm. Just in time for the Christmas season, Halloween figure. Yeah, yeah. And the and the <laughs> Christmas Black Series special droids are on back order, not droids, <laughs> but figures, where they probably won't be here till February or March. Yeah, Valentine's Day or Easter. <laughs> I already got one. I think it depends on which store or vendor you order. It was the the gingerbread one, the gingerbread looking yeah. one. I think Chewbacca was a Walmart exclusive for I Halloween. It. I got no. it for Bo for Christmas. Uh, it looks like uh, if you're uh, someone who enjoys uh, Star Wars themed uh, apparel, Columbia Sportswear that makes the winter jackets and stuff uh, are uh, announced the, uh, in the middle of November that they're releasing uh, a, a line of uh, Star Wars uh, apparel uh, looks like hoodies and jackets, and the jackets actually look like the Hoth. A couple of them look like the Hoth jackets that, like the Han Solo uh, brown coat and the the Rebel, like Princess Leia uh, white jacket. Mm. And there's a blue one, and then there's a couple of uh, <clears throat> trucker hats, and they all have the uh, Star Wars. It looks like the Jedi Temple logo on it instead of the rebel logo but anyway well, speaking so of hats yeah <laughs> i i forgot i got a life day hat oh and i just mentioned life day and you didn't even mention it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot about that I, and i got a life day hat i forgot to wear it the other day too <laughs> oh boo 
Oh, okay. I, I should have read a little bit further. It's in, those. This Columbia line of clothing is inspired by the iconic animation series Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So it's not from Hoth and the Rebel oh. uh, base. It's from the episodes of the Clone Wars where they were wearing. So it's Amidala and Anakin and Obi Wan, I guess. But they're pretty cool looking. Okay, so our topic this month. <laughs> uh, we finally. Uh, just last week, I guess it was, uh, we're treated to the series ending, season one, not series ending, but season one ending episode of uh, Andor. Uh, so we have decided that we're going to kind of give our thoughts and review of the series this this month. And uh, Spoiler alert. So if, yeah, turn, yeah, stop, the, alert. If anyone, stop the podcast <laughs> now if you haven't watched. If anyone hasn't watched it... Uh, which, you know, it requires a Disney Plus subscription. I know a lot of people are still kind of hesitant or refusing to, to spend money just to get to watch their Star Wars, uh, which I understand that Episode 1 and 2, I guess, are available on Hulu mm-hmm. now. Which, yep. I mean, you may have to have a subscription to Hulu also. but uh, They were on ABC the day before Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, that's oh, yeah. cool. I didn't know that. That's neat. Yeah, and they were on Freeform the day of thanksgiving or the day after i can't remember mm-hmm. so what do you guys think so yeah um i will say this from an overall standpoint i really liked it but the first three episodes really really got to me it's just so much slowness i thought i was almost thinking about giving up <laughs> but, yeah. but then it got going after the first three i thought i don't think it was just the first three there was a an episode <laughs> here or there that was a little slow as well well, the first three was exceptionally slow, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed it overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it could have been, in, in a lot of ways, uh, shortened to a possibly eight or nine episode series instead of 12. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether they did what they did because they just had logical stopping points you know, between those episodes. Of course, we got to see episode one, two, and three all at the same time on premiere night, which it's a good thing because, like you said, if if I had watched episode one and then had to wait a week and saw episode two, then after that, I probably would have been like, well, this is just, you know, I might not have been excited at all to continue to watch it. Well, I watched... The fact that I'm paying yeah. for the subscription. Yeah, I, I watched the first two, and then I waited a couple of days before even attempting the third one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say, too, I thought this show was, I guess the word I'm looking for is more mature related for Star Wars. Yes. More, adu- more adult, probably the most adult Star Wars we've had. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. I mean, for. It's, the, it's the first one that's ever said the S word. Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, you have young kids, you definitely might want to check it out before you let decide if you want them to watch it. And from what I hear, they had the F-bomb in it at the last episode, but they, I guess Disney made them take it out. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, you know, like I think we all three agree that, that it, you know, overall, it was, it was a good, uh, you know, it definitely was well made. The oh, acting, yeah. Acting. Yeah superb i think um the special effects there there weren't quite as many as what you would normally expect from a star wars i think we've kind of been a a little bit spoiled uh with the action and everything that that occurred in in the uh mandalorian and and even the book of boba fett to an extent um but you know i think that's why we're, we're kind of saying oh well it starts out so slow because the first three episodes are are essentially an origin story of of Cassian Andor mm-hmm. from when he was a child, uh, and you know, and then of course uh, his when he's uh, not even associated with the Rebel Alliance, uh, starting out just he's just a, a general kind of a what would you call him a, a, a scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, just he kind, of... kind of. He was a smuggler and a, and a and a thief, you know, to an extent, you know, black mm-hmm. market uh, dealer of, of stolen merchandise. Scoundrel. Uh, scoundrel, <laughs> yeah. Scoundrel. <laughs> uh, Definitely got some Han Solo in him. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So 
that, and that you know, and that's what pretty much the the whole first, like I said, the first two two especially episodes, and even into the third, uh, it doesn't get exciting until about halfway through the third episode when when he finally uh, he meets uh, the character uh, named Luthen Luthien, you know, it's Luthen I think Luthen, uh, which is uh, Stellan Skarsgård, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, and then the you know the blaster bolts start flying and and they have an exciting escape and uh, and they blow stuff up and you know they're they're being and as a matter of fact if you think about it I think if I'm not mistaken the Empire doesn't even make an appearance until episode four uh, because the first three episodes they're just dealing with uh, this uh, security company that that is kind of like a contractor to to you know mm-hmm. be over top over the the planet that they're on uh which what's is, the i know cyril's the one guy what's the other guy that was his like sergeant oh uh. um, <laughs> it's a good question i know who you're talking about it's the big guy that kind of uh, he, he he's the one that says the s-bomb <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is it mosque i really can't remember so karn karn cyril and then i think sergeant mosque or something like that but yeah, those are those are the two main uh, uh, security officers that that they you know uh, are kind of in charge, uh, and of course they get uh, tricked and and scammed and everything, and and uh, Cassian along with Luthen you know pretty much uh, get away with. Uh, <laughs> they make them look bad. We'll put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, and and are able to escape the planet. Uh, and that's where uh, it kind of starts getting interesting because then you know Luthen, uh, the who is a, I guess a pretty pretty big person within the the Rebel Alliance. Of course, it's a lot of the Rebel Alliance leaders are still. It seems like he's the head guy. Yeah, in a lot of ways it does, um, but they're they're very much still uh, in the background as far as nobody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not out in the open, uh, like it eventually, like it ends up being where people know that, know, you know, who's behind or, uh, who the, uh, rebel leaders are and stuff like that. And they're, they're actual outlaws and being hunted by the empire. Uh, also during this time, we should, we shouldn't point out that we're also kind of flashing between what's going on with Cass and Endor and we're being introduced to Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. uh, uh, early version of Mon Mothma. Of course, we all know uh, or are familiar with her, or have been familiar with her for, what, 35, almost 40 years because of her appearance in... Uh, almost 45. The, uh, original trilogy, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she her character made another appearance in the prequel trilogies, uh, and she was in Rogue One. Yeah, she's uh, very talented, I think. Well, her yeah, part in uh, the prequels was cut, but, yeah, she yeah. was supposed to be in it. She was cast. This lady, Genevieve um, O'Reilly, O'Reilly yeah. was cast as Mon Mothma. They had pictures of her in costume and everything during that time period. I oh yeah, I mean they actually had, an had scenes because it's yeah. in the I think it's in the DVD or Blu-ray whatever cut scenes. Mm. Yeah, they made a Revenge of the Sith figure of her. Yeah. So this this whole series really, I don't know what you guys feel like, but I feel like it's. It, can be the almost co-stars between the character of Cassie and Andor and Mon Mothma because she gets just as much screen time as he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. The series. I really like some of the the side characters too, like Kino Loy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. I think he did a yeah. great job on. playing yeah. that character. Oh. Right. Yeah. So the series is broken down into what? Uh, four story arcs we get this first story arc which is the introduction to Endor and his uh hooking up with uh, mm-hmm. uh this rebel alliance uh behind the scenes leader who recruits him so that's episode one two three uh then we start a arc where they go to the planet Aldani uh, and Cassian is kind of dropped in with this group of uh uh pre-rebels or, or maybe they're full-on rebels at this point i don't know who are planning a heist of the uh, imperial garrison's uh, payroll deposit 
So it almost turns into like an old western <laughs> type, mm-hmm. type storyline, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know the story arc where it, again it gets kind of slow in the middle. I, I'm you know uh, there's there's a whole episode where they really don't do anything but but you know Just, stay in their encampment and talk amongst each other and you know plan and scheme, but there's no action to it really. Yeah, well, uh, the only thing they have is just that uh, imperial officer makes a you know, uh, an appearance for a little while, mm-hmm. just to t- kind of go over the plan again, I guess. Right, right. And, of course, uh, in the meantime, while we're watching that take place, we're introduced to um, uh, the Empire's uh, Imperial, what is it, um, uh, ESB? M- mm-hmm. No. ISB. ISB, Imperial Security Bureau. Uh, I just call them the white shirts. No. Because <laughs> these are the uh, Imperial officers that we see a lot of times uh, in in the Star Wars uh, content that we've seen before that are wearing the white tunics. Um, yeah. And, the- and uh, they are basically the Empire's version of, uh, what would we say, uh, the SS, Nazi Germany SS, or the... Uh, 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 maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> the American CIA. Sort of, yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 I mean, their name, Imperial Security Bureau, is really intelligence and and espionage and spies and everything, but also, you know, basically uh, a beefed up yeah, security group. Yeah, the 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 tough tough people that are doing the dirty work for the Empire, yeah. basically. Um, They'll do whatever it takes to get any information right. they can out of anybody. So, yeah, because of what happened during uh, Andor's escape, uh, they decide to go to the planet uh, and take over for the security company that was there. The company screwed up so bad that the Empire seized their opportunity to step in and take over, which is how they they'd kind of do it in a lot of, you know, the galaxy. Uh, sometimes they create the problems, and then they step in like they're actually, you know, oh, we're here to help you and fix mm-hmm. the problem. But in this case, it was actually, you know, the failure of the local security company that uh, gave them an opportunity to come in and take over. Yeah, and that's where we kind of see Dedra step up Mm -hmm. and come into the forefront here and take over all this. Right, and she is a female superior or female imperial uh, officer, uh, kind of a middle rank, I guess you would say. Yeah, because she's uh, only got three three bars, I think it is, on her uh-huh. lapel. Or but on her she's shirt. kind of uh, up and coming, or, or she's ambitious at least. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, I don't know what you would say. Uh, basically, she kind of she kind of uh, talks her way into being able to, to investigate and be... Uh, uh, she goes above charge. and beyond right. to try and show her you know superiors that hey these people that you're trying to put in charge are not the right people to be doing this job yeah so yeah dedra miro is her character so commander or whatever lieutenant miro commander miro um and again an excellent portrayal by the by the actress her name is denise goff she's uh, an irish actress it says um i mean she really her that character had me. I, I didn't like her. No, me neither. <laughs> when yeah, you have a I didn't either. <laughs> that, that is so you know convincing. So good at being really, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we are introduced to her, and she's another. She's one of the main characters that we follow for the rest of the ser- the season, the series, uh, along with Mon Mothma and Andor. Um, uh, she well, becomes not, a central character. We uh, we kind of skipped over though a little bit of. This character named Bix. It's kind of like Cassian's friend slash maybe wannabe girlfriend, <laughs> right? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Back on, back on, uh, 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 oh, Ferrix. Ferrix, the the, which is at this point it's Cassian's home planet. Yeah. Am I right. That, so that's what they consider his home planet now, because of course right. his original home planet, you know, is pretty much just gone. So yeah, she's one of the. Uh, uh, again, they're not rebels yet because they they aren't. 
the empire is not even there at the beginning for them to actually be, you know, uh, scheming against or planning mm-hmm. against or, or to even see how bad it is living under the empire's rule. But they, they at the same time, they don't like the, the security, the rules and the laws and everything that the security uh, company is uh, putting them under. So there's a handful of characters there, Ferrix and... Uh, um, Marva. Can't, Marva, which is... Just Cassian's uh, mother. Uh, yeah, adoptive mother, right? Uh, there's a... Uh, did you know that? Tim, did you all realize Tim that is actually actually is Bix's boyfriend? Yeah, uh, and he's uh, of course jealous of the relationship that Andor has with Bix. Um, Brasso, which is this big guy that works in the uh, uh, scri- scrapyards, uh, that's a friend of Cassian's. So, yeah, we we like you said, we kind of skipped over them. That was. <laughs> I mean, not intentionally, but we just kind of by we skipped over the first three episodes because they were so slow and, and non-eventful almost. Yeah. Um, so it was very much setting up and world building uh, did, for did, the rest of the. Did season. you guys realize that uh, Marva, the the lady that plays Marva, is the same one that plays Harry Potter's aunt? Yes, mm-hmm. I did realize that. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. She's a uh, an established British actress. Uh, you know, very, very. Uh, experienced and well-known over across the across the pond as they mm-hmm. say so hasbro's already said that they're coming out with of course cassian and bix and oh what's her name um uh mon mothma's sister yeah right uh, <laughs> what is her name what is her name let's see uh vel vel Bell Sartha. <clears throat> there we go. So do you think we're going to get, uh, of course, I think Mon Mothma was already already mentioned too, but do you think we'll get uh, some of the other characters like Marva? And... Well, you would you would hope so because, I mean, we're, we're looking at a season two of, of this, um, but again, and it's, it, to me, it's just like they did, did so far with, with these other uh, Disney Plus series is they, Hasbro doesn't seem to be in a rush to, to release figures mm-hmm. associated with them. I mean, they did do BT, the, the uh, droid. Yeah. I'm shocked, though, they haven't announced a retro line like they did with the Mandalorian and Kenobi. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Boba Fett. Yeah, and I, Boba they Fett. They may be waiting to see how well those sell <laughs> uh, before they you know go forward with that. Uh, it's it's all you know anymore. It's all on how something how what kind of sales that they're generating from other figures that they've released and announced and everything pre-sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like you said, we've got these three or four figures that we've already have available for pre-sale, and uh, I guess it'll just depend on how well those those sell through, as opposed you know as whether we'll get more of these these characters or whether we'll just get characters from season two that we haven't uh, seen yet. But uh, I think it, uh, my opinion is that Hasbro anymore doesn't really care whether they release characters from these new uh, properties. Uh, used to, you know, uh, everything was pre-planned. We all know this, you know, those of us that have been collecting for a while. I mean, you would get... You know, just this big dump of, of characters from the new, you know, properties, whether it was a new movie or, or a new cartoon or whatever, just right then and there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it was even a few weeks before. Uh, and you almost got every single character, too. They hardly missed anybody. Right. And now it's just they're playing catch up. And I think they just don't have a lot of confidence in, in well, the sales. Well, it's not running. just that. I know, I do know that they don't get as much information as they used to either. I mean, if you remember back to the Mandalorian when it first started, we didn't know that Grogu was coming out until after the show had already been released. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand the need for secrecy in a, on a lot of these characters, but with this with this um, series especially, there were no real big shocks as to, you know, a lot of the, most of the main characters that we have discussed. Did they show so Andy Circus in the previews? <sighs> No, he was he was kind of a you know surprise casting, um, but but yeah, that's about the, the only time, one. That's not somebody that that would be a big on the list of action figures to make either. Mm-hmm. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would buy one too. Yeah, 
but then we're Star Wars geeks. We're not little kids that buy toys. I think sometimes, though, it will surprise them what little kids actually do want. Mm-hmm. They don't realize at times. Yeah, so where are, we, where are we at now? By what episode? We're up uh, About six? five and six, um, you know, where uh, they're they're on Aldani. They're going to do the heist. And, and it's, do the heist. They're they're uh, pretending to be these uh, sheep herder type people, uh, but they do have one guy that's actually a, an imperial uh, officer on the inside that's helping them. Uh, they end up uh, stealing some imperial uniforms, and and Andor, Cassian, and a couple of the other guys dress up as imperials and sneak in. Uh, which is, if you've seen any of the commercials or previews, that's where you see Cassian wearing that Imperial uniform. It's not that he was ever in the Empire, in the Imperial Army, or anything like that. He just was uh, undercover or, you know, <clears throat> sneaking in to make this uh, heist. Uh, so, yeah, and then they uh, they get inside. They've got this whole plan. And, of course, as often happens things go a little bit wrong they get caught uh in the middle of it uh firefight breaks out one of them one of the characters gets killed um couple of actually them. two of them yeah, yeah. The imperial officer lieutenant himself gorn gets, gets killed. killed and uh <clears throat> oh, what's that kid's name um nemic yeah Nemec? that's it yeah which he's just a young almost like a, a boy young young man as opposed to the older you know hardened uh, experienced guys that that are with them so and uh, to me i noticed that they really didn't get away with as much of the uh payroll as they were you know the the whatever you would call it imperial credits that they could have or, or weren't planning on it because of the interruption that they just had to hurry and take what they'd been able to load so far and get out of there but the but it's a big blow to the empire uh, the Empire never would have thought that, uh, you know, someone would have been able to do that to them. They kind of, they were so full of themselves and their security measures and everything that, that it never occurred to them that someone could break in and steal uh, that much money. And, of course, the money's being used to fund the early efforts of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So that's the first story arc that we see where Cassian kind of earns the trust a little bit more of Luthen and his associates, uh, even though the two <laughs> till until the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The two two of the women characters that that we meet, which Vel we mentioned, uh, turns out is Mon Mothma's sister in some form or fashion. Whether mm-hmm. I, I assume she is a blood sister, and there's Cynthia, uh, Cynthia, which is Vel's girlfriend. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Kind of, you know, yeah. it's suggested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't trust anybody. <laughs> uh, so they survive the escape and everything. And uh, uh, next thing you know, Vel turns up on, on Coruscant uh, mm-hmm. and dressed up in her fancy gowns and everything, her clothes. And she's, you know, we find out that she's Mon Mothma's sister. Uh, uh, Cassian takes the money that's owed him and kind of goes on the run and uh you know they just kind of go their separate way so the episode seven is kind of like a filler episode in between that uh story arc and what happens next and honestly what happens next was a surprise to me i think it was to everybody uh we see cassian himself uh kind of swept up in this uh you know he said that, that vale and mon mothma you know yeah. uh they're cousins not sisters Oh yeah, okay. I knew I knew it was wrong whenever I said it. I, I, I meant I meant to correct myself, but yeah, they're cousins, not uh-huh. not sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Cassian actually goes back to Ferrix to try to to you know see his friends and family again. I think he does get a chance to see his mother while he's there and tries to get her to leave with him, but she won't leave. Oh. Uh, but the empire's there now, so the security and and everything is just crazy. So he has, and his, he's got a bounty. They, they've discovered who he was from the earlier escape. They've discovered his name and an image of him. So he, uh, he has to definitely go on the run uh, and hide out at this point. Uh, 
because he's got a price on his head. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think one of the is this the, the episode seven is the one where uh, the guy earlier that we talked about was the boyfriend of uh, uh, Bix or whatever. Yeah, when he gets killed, Tim. Yeah, he uh, he turns Cassian in, tells him that he's there, and Cassian basically has to escape again, just barely escapes, mm-hmm. uh, and then he gets killed during the the escape. Bix does. No, Tim. Or no, Bix's boyfriend, Tim. Okay. Yeah, he comes to try to save Bix, but, you know, they tell him to stop, Then you know, the security group or whoever tells him to stop, and they shoot him. Right. And Bix gets arrested. Mm-hmm. So she gets hauled off by the Empire. Uh, uh, but Cassian goes on to the next planet where he's kind of hiding out under an assumed name and everything, a fake name, and uh, gets caught by some... some uh, stormtroopers or shore troopers and actually gets arrested for being somewhere where he's not supposed to be i think just yeah he was just the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> yeah wrong place at the wrong time and he gets sentenced to, to prison for six years i think yeah. is what six years for something that used to be six months uh-huh yeah but well you know of course we'll find out later it's i guess he's lucky that they don't discover his true identity yeah uh, he'll get life <laughs> but yeah so then we begin the new story arc, which is set uh, mostly, for Cassian at least, in the prison on Narkina 5. 5, yep. Yeah, Narkina 5, which is, we see in the previews again, uh, all of these men in white uniforms marching through these tunnels. With no shoes. Uh, back and forth, uh, well, with no shoes on, because the security <laughs> measure is that all the floors are electrified. Yep. So yeah, all they got to do to stop you is turn them turn on. the juice on. And not only you, but anybody else standing on the floor is going to get it. Um, they also use that as a, as a means of, of, of getting the prisoners to, to be productive. Uh, More productive, uh, at least, than the lowest right. productive group. <laughs> yep. So they've got all these uh, barracks, I guess you could say prison barracks, full of all these prisoners of different species and, and uh, you know, ages and backgrounds and everything. But they're all being forced to work these shifts in this assembly line type setup, uh, which, again, in the middle of this, it's a three-episode a three arc, I think. Again, it kind of gets really slow because it seems like they spend a whole episode just showing them putting these things together. <laughs> I think this one's four. Uh, four episodes. Yeah, it may be four. It begins, It begins. yeah, episode eight, uh, nine, ten. Uh, maybe, yeah, he gets arrested in episode seven and sent to prison. So, yeah, so three and a half at least. Yeah, okay, three and a half. Yeah. So he's in prison. Uh, we still continue to see Mon Mothma on Coruscant pretending, or not pretending, she is a, a senator. But she's also leading the double life of being this kind of uh, early rebellion uh, supporter and uh, financer. She's trying to figure out how to get more money uh, to, you know, back the the beginnings of the rebellion and the the rebel efforts. Um, she's trying there, but even at that, that, the empire has already got some spies looking after her. I guess uh, spying on her. I think mm-hmm. there's, her uh, driver, uh, her uh, airspeeder driver, they think is a spy. She thinks there's probably listening devices planted in certain places. So she has to be very careful. But we find out also early on, I think we've skipped over this, Luthen uh, leads a double life as an antiquities dealer there on Coruscant. And he and her, you know, have these meetings at his antique store where she's pretending to go in and buy stuff and he's pretending to be the dealer, but at the same time they're having these discussions about these uh, plans that they're trying to make for the rebellion. So that's kind of interesting, those uh, behind-closed-doors discussions and them trying very hard not to get caught. And uh, this was a a treat for a lot of people watching these episodes, I know, because every time that they were in his shop, Everybody was looking at all the stuff laying around going, oh, wait a minute, that's that's something from, you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs mm-hmm. there. I saw Indiana <laughs> Jones whip and carbonite. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, they had, uh, what was this, Starkiller's battle helmet was prominently 
Yeah. Or at least what looks like a version of his battle helmet. And one of those head head things that Padme used. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe also the fertility idol from Indiana Jones was featured. It was on a shelf in the back room, along with mm-hmm. a couple of uh, Jedi holocrons and Sith holocron-looking items. Uh, I think in some of the more recent episodes, they had uh, the Gungan uh, shield that the Gungans yep. carried on on uh, Naboo was uh, over to the side of the room so yeah it's interesting to, when you're watching those scenes if you haven't seen them yet uh, definitely you know maybe uh, if you're somebody that likes little easter eggs kind of watch those more closely to see what you can see uh so yeah we're uh episodes uh eight nine and ten so we're getting close to the end of the season here he's in he's in prison uh and most of the prisoners i guess decide that you know they're pretty much we're just going to work out the rest of our a sentence and and there's nothing we can do there's no no chance of escape um until they realize that the empire is not going to let them escape uh they find out that some other prisoners were uh supposedly their sentences were up but they just got transferred to another room or another section and started over again uh and then when someone tried to to tell the rest of the prisoner the rest of the other prisoners that were still you know not aware that this was happening, they all got killed so that the information wouldn't get out, but it got out anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's when they start trying to plan an escape because they realize the Empire's never going to let them leave. Yeah, and why keep working if you know you're never going to get out? Right, right. Yeah, most of them were just trying to work out their sentence so they could get out of there. Uh, of course, Cassian ends up being a, a main figure in the middle of this. He's he's really one of the ones that he didn't want to work out his sins. He wants to get out of there any way he can, but he can't do it by himself. So he enlists the aid of his other bunk mates, I guess, the, the other guys that are helping him and some of the other prisoners. And uh, they manage to, they, they realize they can, there's enough numbers there that if they can overpower the guards, that, that the guards will just kind of, you know, run away. They won't try to fight back because they know they're outnumbered, mm-hmm. uh, which is what they kind of do. They they kind of f- figure out a way to get get uh, to a place where they can't be electrified, and then they uh, overpower some of the guards and get weapons from them and turn off the uh, the electric floor systems and everything. And next thing you know, they're all a bunch of guys in white uniforms just <laughs> running everywhere, just overpowering all the I don't even know, is it an Imperial? It is an Imperial prison, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there are, I think there are a few stormtroopers present there, but mostly it's just prison guards, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so Cassian manages to escape. and uh, With Melshi. Yeah. yeah. Who's in Rogue One. <laughs> it's uh, funny how they actually, you know, we see them meet for the first time in prison. Right. And uh, we're not sure. Are we sure whether or not Kino Loy the? I don't know the, because he, he never show him survives. jumping. So I don't know yeah. what happens to him. Nobody does. Okay. Yeah, at this point. Um, so Cassian escapes. His main goal is to get back to uh, <coughs> Ferrix or at least contact his friends on Ferrix. He's still at this point not a member of the rebel. He hasn't decided to be a rebel. He still wants to be out on his own. Uh, just kind of trying to you know, work, make money, make, you know, earn a living and keep out of, away from being arrested again as, you know, since his, he still has a bounty on it. He's had a warrant out for his arrest. And he finds out that, what, his mother has died in the meantime while he's been in the prison. Mm -hmm. And so he definitely decides he wants to go back to, uh, for the funeral, to, for the funeral, um, even though whoever he talks to says don't because the Empire, you know, they're here and the Empire thinks, oh, well, this is our chance. You know, they know that that's his mother and they they think, too, oh, well, if he's ever before ever going to have a chance to catch him, he's going to probably try to come back for his mother's funeral. So they try to they plot this big trap that they're going to, you know, during the funeral, they're going to keep an eye out for Cassian. And, and that's when they'll get a chance to catch him because this Imperial uh, ISB officer, she really, really, really has it out for Cassian. I mean, she wants him mm-hmm. 
in a bad way. You know, all this time she's been uh, torturing Bix. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned that Bix got arrested way back in episode eight, I think, um, and uh, or seven, seven or eight. So she's been in the in the jail there on on Ferrix, and they're just oh they're working her over. I mean, they've just kind of broke her broke her down really bad, um, and you know, trying to get information about what her involvement is with the, the rebels and with uh, Cassian and everything. So he finds out she's in jail too. So his plans change from just coming, not just coming back for the funeral, but to try to rescue her and break her out of jail. Um, all right. So, so this is all leading up. You know? Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all leading up to the season finale. Uh, which takes place basically during the period of time where uh, the the funeral is going on. Uh, everybody that we've been watching pretty much is kind of except like a for big Mon reunion. Mothma, of course, <laughs> you know, it's kind of they've all, uh, which happens this way in a lot of Star Wars stories. They all seem to end up on the same planet at the same time. Um, the Imperials and uh, uh, Cassian, Luthen, yeah, Cassian, uh, Luthen is there. Cyril. Uh, Vel and uh, mm -hmm. the other woman, her her girl, Sinta. female friend. She never uh, left. She's been there the whole time. Right. She's been watching for Cassian, too, because they've decided that they need to, to actually kill him to keep him from ratting them out. They don't trust him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're looking for him. The Empire's looking for him. His friends are trying to keep him, you know, the ones that he, he's had contact with. They're like, no, no, to stay away. And he shows up anyway. Um, so that's when, you know, that was, to me, that was the best episode out of the series. Of course, I guess it should mm -hmm. be because it's the season finale. But there was a lot that went on there. Uh, one thing I found interesting was we finally uh, get to see stormtroopers actually hitting their target. Well, no wonder. Because, I mean, it's like shooting yeah. fish in a barrel there. <laughs> Because <laughs> this whole riot breaks out, it's not a, it's not again, it's not the rebellion. It's just the people there on Ferrix that have been they're fed up with the Empire's rules and and mm -hmm. everything, and you know they're trying to. They're also some of them are trying to create a distraction for uh, Cassian. Cassian, but for the most part, it's just you know, hey, you know, the Empire is blocking our way from going to where, where we want to go, and they're you know. Just, uh, and they actually show this big hologram projection of Cassian's mother, who's dead, but she recorded this message. And she was she was actually kind of a rebellion leader in mm -hmm. her own way. Um, oh, she was calling for rebellion. She, I'm yeah, surprised they let that message to, go on as long as it did. <laughs> she incites them to a riot. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of this, Cassian is able to break into the jail where they're holding Bix and rescue her. Uh... Miro, the Imperial agent, gets caught up in the middle of this and actually kind of gets almost trampled by the crowd. And uh, the the guy that early on that was the uh, Cyril. security uh, agent, uh, Cyril. Cyril, Cyril Cam, yeah, he happens to be there too because he thinks he's going to get, get a chance to maybe catch Cassian. Uh, but he sees her and rescues her from being trampled. He sticks a blaster in her back and tells her to yeah. to move along. Yeah. Um, then she realizes, hey, it's you. Right. Uh, and we mentioned that uh, uh, Luthen was there because he was going to take his shot at Cassian if he could. Uh, but uh, so Cassian, uh, yeah, he rescues the girl. He gets her to this ship that's waiting. And, he, and some of his other friends that were in on the plan meet him there along with uh, the droid B2 Emo. And he sends them on their way, and he doesn't leave with them. And we're all we're all kind of thinking, well, well, what's he getting ready to do? What's you know? And it turns out he knows where Luthen has parked his ship. Same place he the, parked it before. <laughs> right out in the outskirts of town, and he goes and sneaks onto Luthen's ship. And when Luthen comes back, boy, Cassian's there waiting for him. Yeah. And what is it? He, he says something about either says, shoot me or take me in. Shoot me or kill me or shoot me or or uh, yeah, kill me or me take in. me in, something like that. Let me in to the to the rebellion. So that's what the, that old turning point's what starts Cassian's 
actual alliance with the rebellion full blown so yeah looking forward to you know this and this is what the first oh one other thing real quick but yeah it's got uh an after credit scene and it shows mm-hmm. all those yeah. parts that they'd been working on building in that uh prison that they're all part of the reflector shield for the death star yeah <laughs> spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Death Star is almost done. Uh, the super laser. I don't think it's almost done. Well, it's not. To me, it wasn't a skeleton anymore. The um, only thing that was still, you know, they were still working on, which could still take years to complete, would be that that yeah. super laser, I guess. Because I was getting ready to say the timeline of this it starts out five years before Rogue One, right? Yes. Is that that's the established timeline? So these first twelve episodes what would you say probably take one to two years of that maybe i don't know uh no, maybe not I unless they're so. counting it yeah they're not counting the, the the part where he's a little he's a young boy no they're not counting that five years yeah no all of this takes place around you know the same time like a couple of weeks or something Okay. Uh, you know, maybe a month. I don't know. Some, somewhere we don't around know how in there. long he's actually in the prison. Yeah. That's well, we don't know how long he's in the now. prison, or how long they're yeah. actually on. Uh, oh, that one planet where the money was. Um, so. Aldani. Yeah, Aldani. So I mean, it could be a month or so, or whatever. Two months. Who knows how long exactly? But uh, I know that in season two. They're going to have time jumps of like a year or two years in between like three or four episodes. Okay. Going all the way up to the, we're only going to get two seasons. They were originally going to do what, maybe even five seasons, just be one year per season or something like that. And then they've cut it down to, that's I, to I haven't heard that, but I just two seasons. Yeah. I didn't know how many at all. Two seasons, 24 episodes basically to cover five yeah. years. Uh, I did know that's the what the up. the final one was, but as far as anything before that, I hadn't heard, so I don't know. Right. So yeah, season two is not until twenty twenty four, so we have to wait, you know, at least a year, maybe a year and a half or so. It takes them a long time because they're on set, you know, on location and doing all their filming that way. They just yeah. started filming season two, like last week. Yeah. So by the time they do all the special effects and all that stuff, it takes pretty much almost the time as a movie. Of course, that's more time than a movie if you add up all those episodes. Right. All right, well. And yeah, I mean, we we kind of skipped over stuff. Probably we forgot. We didn't talk about Forrest Whitaker making an appearance in Saga oh, yeah. Era. Um, we didn't really talk about that when you know Andor's original mission was looking for his sister. Was the reason he was kind of out and about in the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, we can always discuss, you know, bits and pieces of it later as well. I'm sure we will. Yeah. But I, I don't want this episode to be two hours long either. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Just, just one thing I want to add that I don't think either of you mentioned. What about, I freaking love the scene where the stormtrooper gets kicked out of the tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is The bell epic. ringer kicks him out. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was fantastic. <clears throat> I really wanted it to have... The Wilhelm scream, though. (laughs) (laughs) That would have lasted a long time. He had a long way to fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they, every once in a while, they were, you know, things that were humorous. They would kind of, it was, like you said, it was much more adult content, much more serious and grim and and dark of most anything we've seen so far. But but there was some humorous situations. uh, from time to time, the anytime B two emo was in a scene, pretty much he was. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of a comedy <laughs> relief character, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, those those of listeners out there that uh, you know haven't had a chance to see it or finish it, uh, if you're you know if you're still, still listening, listening to this point, <laughs> uh, you know we just hopefully we didn't get. Uh, ruin it for you but you know maybe we made you want to go back and watch it yeah uh, or maybe you you gave up after three or four episodes i mean me personally (laughs) i would recommend it you know you know of course i watch anything star wars um there was there's been some things that have been kind of the star wars visionaries stuff was kind of hard to swallow Mm -hmm. uh, comprehend maybe and not that it wasn't well done but um 
but this one's definitely worth watching and it's actually got some critical acclaim too um and like we said the directing and the uh, acting definitely was was top notch yep um all right carl you want to read our outro okay um just first of all we want to thank our patreon members and mention we do have a patreon if you have not signed up and you want to you can sign up as for as little as a dollar a month and that's at patreon.com slash the star wars collector and that's also pinned on our facebook page which our our facebook page is facebook.com slash the star wars collector podcast we also have a facebook group that i just mentioned a minute ago is pinned on there as well i think right and itunes reviews we can still get those as brian has mentioned that will help us out if you can feel free to leave us a review if you like our podcast or on anywhere you listen to this podcast leave a review yeah and we we're on discord is discord still dead brian yeah still dead (laughs) okay we're on discord even though it's still dead and um also you can get a hold of us by email at tswcpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter at TSWC podcast and this month's Facebook shout out goes to Kevin Michael who is a Kentucky Star Wars Club member founder he started the Kentucky Star Wars Club member thanks for listening Kevin yeah and uh, don't forget to send in your ask Bo questions we need we need more ask Bo questions let me get his uh, take on Andor and the fact that he quit watching it <laughs> and this is what going to be the last podcast for 2022 maybe Uh, no we usually do another another one in uh for the review yeah for our favorite like toys of the year and stuff i I guess i was assuming that would be in january but i'm new here (laughs) we read well i guess we recorded in december a lot of times Yeah. Yeah. yeah So those of you out there, if you're looking forward, if you like to listen to our annual best and worst of the year, uh, that'll be our next episode, I guess. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Yep. Th- Bye. Thanks a lot, guys and girls. <laughs>